Okay, hi everyone. Happy December and welcome to today's Digital Lunchbox. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Today we're going to be discussing creating actionable insights from your marketing data. So I am joined by Seth, Tyler, and Josh, and we're just going to start plowing through these questions. So first things first, Tyler, I'm going to start with you. We have clients that come to us all the time and they're either lacking quality marketing data or they're drowning in it. And all of them eventually ask how to make sense of all of this data. So where should they begin? Yeah. Uh, so the place that we like to start is establishing KPIs. Um, with any of our engagements, that's, that's where we begin. Uh, we have a KPI document that maps out um, broad strategy, but then dives into uh, usually three to four separate focus areas um, that allow us to identify uh, macro and micro conversions across the site that we know are, are really driving value for the business or the organization. Um, when, when we begin with those, uh, that allows us to then make sure that everything we're doing after that point uh, is aligning back to and driving, uh, you know, those, those KPIs. So right from the start, um, it's identifying what's really most important there uh, as far as driving value and bringing that to the forefront. Absolutely. I think it's easy, you know, if we're not aligned to get sidetracked or, you know, it's really about group accountability. We all want to be on the same page as to what is most important, what are the key KPIs, and it's just so helpful when, when clients share that with us and we can team up with them on these shared visions. Yeah, so, so if they're on the side where they're, they're lacking that quality data, um, identifying those KPIs right at the start allows us to then uh, set out to uh, really setting up the tooling and the infrastructure that are required to capture the data behind those KPIs. And if they're drowning in it, chances are they're trying to track and pay attention to all the things, uh, which would be crazy, My like just dizzying. <laughs> um, so establishing those KPIs really helps uh, to, to shine light on the things that are most important within that organization so that they're not getting distracted by all that noise, like Seth, you're saying. So I imagine that when you're going going through this process of putting together potential KPIs, it could easily turn into, like you said, a lot kind of maddening and, and dizzying, Tyler. So uh, Josh, how do you decide which data is important to avoid that data paralysis? I think the first thing is, is kind of referencing back to that, that KPA document. So the, with that first step completion, you've kind of understood now what are all those KPIs that we're tracking and, and how are we tracking all that? Um, it's, it's understanding there's, there's different levels of information that are needed for different parts of the organization. So a, a C-suite or a board or an executive uh, may need a very top level information. It's, it's total cost, it's total traffic, total conversions, things like that. And that's, that's really all they want and they don't wanna dive much further than that. Um, the next level down might be a marketing manager um, and they're really looking at information at the campaign level, like how is our recruiting campaign going or how is our lead gen campaign, campaign going? Um, and that, that has different metrics that are associated with it. Uh, whereas if you're working with an agency or you have a, a digital marketing specialist, for instance, within your team, they're gonna want very detailed information about how very specific parts of the campaign are performing, uh, how many impressions are being generated, how many, uh, what percentage of the actual impression share are they getting? 
quality scores, that type of thing that really impact how they optimize a campaign. So if you do a good job of, of documenting out all of those KPIs that matter to different parts of the organization, you can then turn that information organization for the various roles. And I think one example, you know, I, I've, I've heard used before is this idea of uh, all the all the panels, all the instruments that you have in the panel of your car. You've got your speedometer, you've got your, your check oil light, you've got all these different things that are that are in front of you when you're driving your car. But when you're driving the car, you're not looking at all of those. There's there's maybe one or two that you focus on. It's your how fast am I going? That's that's typically one, and maybe the radio channel that you're that you're focused on. Um, and and w- once you've once you've kind of gotten a handle for your business, that's how easy uh, data tracking had become because you've got all this stuff happening in the background, and you know it, and you trust it, uh, but you don't need to spend time worrying about that. You just worry about the one or two things that are important to you in your role. Yeah, our, the way that we've structured our KPI document um, aligns directly with this idea. Uh, we, we have those big macro conversions, the things that, you know, the C-suite, uh, really those top level folks are going to want to pay attention to. Um, underneath that, we have kind of the, that next level down. Um, and below that, we uh, identify all kinds of diagnostic metrics, uh, what we call them, that allow us to really dive in and have kind of some, some reports and things already preset so that if, say, our, our speedometer gauge were, were we're pressing it to the floor, but we're only going 40 miles an hour. Um, we, we know right which reports we can dive down into to help us diagnose that issue. Uh, and then, you know, pull some actionable insights from that diagnostic uh, level. So you, after you get the KPIs kind of identified and prioritized, what would be next, Tyler? Yeah, uh, so within all of these different KPIs, uh, most, of, most of the time we're gonna have different segments that we're wanting to look at uh, within each of these key, uh, key metrics. And so what we do with our clients is we set to uh, identifying, getting all of those potential segments, um, whether that's by uh, customer type or uh, you know, your, your uh, profiles or uh, region, maybe even device types, especially when we're looking at e-commerce that can have a big impact on uh, you know, time on site and conversion rates. Um, so getting all those potential segments out on the board and then from there prioritizing, uh, again, what's gonna be most important and aligning those with, with each of those layers that we've talked about. So what are the segments that C-suite's gonna care about the most uh, and that they need to really have eyes on? Um, and, and just kind of work our way down there. Uh, there are again, a million different potential options here. And you can really spend a lot of time and money in trying to set up and monitor all those segments. Um, but really just ensuring that that they're properly aligned uh, right from the start is really gonna be super important at this phase. Seth, speaking as a C-suite, what would you have to add to that? Like what type of data do you wanna see in your role? Yeah, so of course, I'm a technical marketing person, so I understand. I want to see actually all of it, um, but a lot of C-suite folks are not, you know, uh, CEOs especially, are. they just want to see the revenue numbers and what's going to make my revenue go up. Um, so I guess uh, maybe it's also important to note that there are 
is a bit of an education component when it comes to the marketing team speaking with the C-level team or in whatever the structure is that, hey, you know, some of these things are long-term games, you know, our direct actions aren't going to lead to dollars in the bank tomorrow, but um, some of these smaller metrics, lower level metrics actually do matter, uh, even though this, the, the C-level folks don't want to hear about it. Uh, if that, hopefully that's helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So there's still a lot of data to sort through. Josh, do you kind of have maybe any recommendations on how to best visualize or display this marketing data? Yeah, there's, uh, it, it really depends on the marketing, the, the, the tech stack that the uh, client is using or the company is using. They might have some different tools. One that I'm personally a big fan of and we use quite a bit here at 08 um, is, a, is a tool called Google Data Studio. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons I'm a fan of it. One, um, it's got a lot of people using it. And so there's a lot of crowdsourcing of information and templates and things like that that go into it. Um, but also it's a Google product. So it integrates very well with a lot of the big advertising tools that companies might be using. Um, and so taking, finding a place to take all this information and, and dump it into one place so that uh, whether they're the implementation person, the marketing director, or the C-suite, uh, you can have all that information in, in one place. And in fact, uh, I think kind of piggybacking on what, what Seth was saying, um, we've had certainly lots of examples in the past where there is a C-suite or an executive board member that that wants to be able to, to click, to double click, to triple click on data and, and go deeper. And, and a tool like Data Studio allows you to have various different pages within a dashboard report um, where you can go from an executive level scorecard with just a few metrics to another page where it's talking about uh, you know, more campaign related information and then triple click down into another page where it's talking about those very specific optimi optimization level type of, type of data points. So uh, using a tool like Data Studio is one that, we, that I certainly highly recommend that we use for a lot of our clients. Um, and it really allows you the, the ability to customize exactly what you want to see or what that role wants to see within the organization with, uh, with cool visualizations. You can do campaigns over time. You can pull in information from things like Facebook advertising and Google ads and, and email campaigns, all that into one spot um, so that you have it all there to, to look at and, and uh, consume. Yeah, and an, another factor with uh, Google Data Studio and really any, any kind of similar platform uh, is gonna be the fact that it allows you to, to get those live dashboards um, versus you know, some of the more scheduled reports that execs may um, expect. You can set it up That's to do both, uh, to serve both of those needs. Um, and again, you can really target. So if you only want your C-suite or your, your board to get their you know, bi-weekly or quarterly update, you can just set it up to send that specific, that specific page. Uh, to those folks on a regular basis. Um, but that, that live dashboard then allows us to, again, uh, with kind of one tool and one data pool, uh, target those visualizations to the different sets of needs. Um, so for example, uh, when we're thinking about like board updates, um, what's gonna be most actionable there at the board level? Well. We want to be looking at you know some broader trends, usually quarterly, and so we'll set up um, you know some visualizations that are going to show, um, especially when we're talking about newer uh, newer acquisitions within say um, uh, uh, a larger set of firms. 
um, they're really looking at growing uh, new users, new site traffic, things like that. And so we're gonna set up that, that quarterly uh, dashboard for the board members to show that attraction trend. Uh, we're gonna then break it down and align a section of that report to, to really be showcasing the engagement metrics um, across the, the quarters and, and kind of do a, a, a review back to the previous period as well. Um, so that at the board level, if they're seeing issues, they can, they can begin to take uh, corrective action um, at a very broad level. But when we zoom down to say that, that implementation level, uh, we wanna see uh, this really beautiful chart that's gonna show um, across the, the months, um, some of these uh, monthly sessions by channel, which is really gonna help to showcase what, uh, what efforts are working at a high level and what that mix is uh, in, our, in the larger uh, scheme of things. Uh, Josh, you had mentioned a recruitment example earlier. And uh, so when we're thinking about that recruitment team and the team who's, who's not only um, receiving those potential applications, but also then uh, driving the ads behind those efforts, um, we're gonna wanna provide a, a much more granular level where we're talking about not only um, individual uh, joiner, oh, this is perfect, thanks. Um, individual uh, key uh, micro conversions on that, that application path around clicking that joiner team or around viewing uh, broad scale, the career page. Those are gonna help us to show at each step of the funnel, how things are going, uh, identify any potential red flags there and translate that using those diagnostic metrics into direct actionable insights. If we see, for instance, that we've got an average time on page that's dropping uh, pretty significantly from the past month, we wanna take a look back and say, what changed? Uh, it seems like our traffic is up, but our time on page is down. So do we have a mismatch in the traffic that we're sending? Or did we potentially say, drop a video or something uh, from, from this landing page that's causing a decrease uh, in the time on page. So that's where these diagnostic metrics really come in uh, clutch to translating all of this data into actionable insights that we can then send to our dev team, send to our content team uh, to make those improvements to help see a lift over the next, uh, the next reporting period. Um, okay, so looking at those dashboards, Seth, it looks like there might be some danger to sharing these dashboards or reports without any context. So when, when certain people are looking at them, obviously context is key. Can you walk us through that? Yeah. So, um, you know, for example, a common example that gets used is the site-wide bounce rate. You know, it might not be a helpful metric for everyone uh, to look at. It could be, you know, we've got a relevant traffic or, you know, some something, but it not necessarily a, a, a clear sign of a problem or not a helpful sign of a problem with the website itself. So, you know, um, you want to align the data with proper, you know, titles and, um, you know, uh, ideally what we're getting to is a narrative. Like every, every data story or report should have some sort of narrative behind it. If you are the person that can tell the narrative and you can read that for yourself, great. But um, just willy-nilly sharing dashboards around the company without context and without a, a proper narrative um, leads people to have cognitive models of 
of things that don't represent reality, right? So it's easy to take a data point uh, and not understand it, whereas our brains are designed to process stories. So having that context, that narrative behind the data and the dashboards is really important. Um, and, and that might involve just taking this dashboard if you're presenting it to someone else, screenshotting, putting in some text or having a meeting about it, whatever is useful for your organization. Um, and then of course, at the micro level, there's you know, what, what is underlying this data, the user journey, specific page goals, et cetera. And that can all be discussed in the narrative. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say on that. I, I think a funny example about, about that, we had a, a client who was a marketing director and we, we have all these status meetings, we go through all these reports and things like that. Uh, and then she would take and create her own executive level team report that mm -hmm. she did internally. Um, and when it comes to context, it was very interesting because they had this very large scale branding brand campaign where they had a whole, whole lot of digital marketing support, including paid search ads and social ads and programmatic ads and audio ads, et cetera, all this stuff. Well, the campaign ended. And so the next month, their, uh, all their numbers dropped pretty drastically. And she did not include that to her board. And so she got some very panicky messages back from, from the C-suite um, that caused her a lot of stress and uh, basically took up a half a day um, because she simply didn't say, hey, this campaign ended. So you're going to see this happening in, in this next oh, month's no. report. So uh, context is definitely key. Yeah, uh, such a big part of, of context is education, um, making sure that in that case, exactly, folks know what's going on within the larger mix. Um, and even when we're, especially when we're talking about sending news reports up, very often do we need this down, but often up, um, especially when we're talking about like boards, for instance, uh, just educating them on what a bounce rate is and, and in what context it's appropriate to look at uh, the bounce rate can be really, really important context when looking at these these dashboards uh, and reports, so that that's oh that's such a bummer, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Seth, you mentioned making things useful for your organization. So how would you or how do you operate operationalize sort of data analysis and making sure that you're creating a reliable feedback loop into business processes? Yeah. So. Um, here at 08, we have weekly marketing and strategy meetings, uh, including a growth meeting, which is focused on just learning from more recent or short-term data. And I think one of the important things is, okay, we, it's not effective to take a whole meeting and review the dashboard together, right? We, we want to have a subset of people or maybe the team review it beforehand and just use the meeting time to review key takeaways, like changes in the narrative, changes in the story from the data um, and, and discuss learnings from that. And so how do we learn and grow from that? Uh, so then we also have a weekly traction meeting, which is an organizational operating system essentially. And we have a scorecard that we track um, metrics for that. And also we'll, raise issues surrounding the data. You know, uh, maybe it's okay, we wanna work on SEO um, because over the last month we saw this trend or maybe at the quarterly traction meeting, we wanna make a theme about um, social or whatever it is uh, that 
aligns with where the data have been and where we want to see them going. So making sure you have that cadence um, that, that is focused around learnings from the data, around the narrative, rather than, of course, having everyone look at the data altogether. Yeah, and coming out of those meetings, uh, every single one, we walk away with a whole list of action items translated into our project management tool uh, that are taking those learnings and saying, okay, team, let, let's execute on these. Uh, so it really is literally just translating that, that the data to the narrative, like, like Seth's saying, and then putting that into your, prioritizing that, putting that into your teamwork uh, uh, portal or you know, project management portal and start, start doing it. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Josh, do you have anything to add or anybody else with any final thoughts? Well, I was just going to say now is a great time to be thinking about data uh, and specifically quality of data. Uh, as you're going into the next year, you're going to be, you know, all of 2020, you're going to be doing year to date reports. And then in, or sorry, in 2021, uh, thankfully 2020 is almost over. And then in 2022, you're going to be looking back at 2021 and comparing. And so if your January data isn't right, uh, you're going to have an asterisk next to that for a long time. So December is a great time to think about getting everything in order, get your KPIs uh, solidified. Um, you know, your dashboard doesn't necessarily have to be perfect yet, but just make sure the data is, up, is the right quality and that you're tracking the right stuff. Absolutely. So looping back to what I said earlier, now that we are actually at a close, my apologies, you guys definitely still have holiday brain, but uh, like Josh said, we are ready for 2021 and we're also ready to help all of you get ready for it. So reach out to us if we can help in any way and continue to tune in to our digital lunchboxes, check in on our podcast. Um, and we also have a great marketing group called Marketing Leaders Connect. So reach out if you want to join. Thanks everyone.